Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. I'm so passionate about today's topic. Two people asked me this question, so I knew I needed to sit down with my coffee, plan this episode out. Sometimes I just wing it, to be completely honest, but I knew I needed to plan this one out because it is so, so important to me, and it is such a huge, revolutionary part of my life. Now, if you are not planning on starting your own business, this podcast topic still applies to you. It's all about finding your passion and whether that passion ends up being your career or it's just a hobby that you do on the side. Let this be an inspiration and a little bit of insight and guideline for your life to find something to incorporate into your life that lights you up, that sets your soul on fire. Because to be completely honest, life is too short to live out anybody else's dreams but our own. So if you have found that you are living a dream that your parents set for you or you're living a dream that you don't even know where it came from, you just thought it would be a good idea, but now you're kind of questioning things, this episode is for you. So Abby and Riza both asked me essentially the same question, and that is things to know when starting your own business or maybe leaving a corporate job to follow your passion. So before we get into my tips for doing so, I want to kind to give you a little bit of a background on how and why I became a fitness coach and a nutritionist in the first place. Growing up, probably since the age of 12, I had my eyes and my heart set on becoming a lawyer. I don't even know why, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I just knew I loved to read and write, so I figured practicing law would allow me to do both of those things. And not to mention, being a lawyer is super cool and prestigious, and it makes a lot of money. And being the people pleaser that I am, I'm trying to recover. I'm a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) It sounded like a good idea and a surefire way to make sure that everybody I knew, my parents, my uncles, everybody in my family was proud of what I was doing and it was something that they could brag about to their friends. So fast forward to college where I had a fateful conversation with one of my dad's friends. I'll never forget it. I was a legal studies major at the time and I remember my dad's friend telling me, what happens if you don't end up practicing law? What are you going to do with that degree? And I'm like, dog, I don't know. That's so true. So at that point, I switched my major to advertising and public relations because again, I liked reading and writing and advertising did a lot of both of those. Keep in mind at this time, I had absolutely no interest in health and fitness other than one mile runs on the treadmill or around the campus in college. And in the beginning of college, I literally ate whatever I wanted and I barely worked out until I gained the freshman 15 and decided it was time to make a change. But if you want to learn about my fitness story and my health journey, that is in one of my earliest episodes, which you can find on this podcast. But that being said, during the time I was changing majors and trying to figure out my life, like the majority of us, 
just do in college. I fell in love with working out, with fitness, with health. I started strength training. I started watching what I ate. I started making a conscious effort to be a healthier, happier person. And I saw great results, not only in the way I looked, but in the way I felt. Because I became obsessed with it, that's when I started my Health Nut Julie blog on Tumblr. So if you're wondering <laughs> where the name Health Nut Julie came from, it is from my freshman-ish year in college when I was trying to figure out my life. And I thought there was a cutesy name and it just seemed to stick. We would go home for Thanksgiving break and I would meet up with all my friends from high school and they'd be like, oh, Health Nut Julie, Health Nut Julie. So I just never changed it. <laughs> so I was just doing the health and fitness thing, doing my thing, lifting weights, eating healthy, never really giving it a second thought. As I went from an internship at a news station in Orlando, where I lived before I moved to Canada, to a writer at an advertising agency. So I graduated from college in December of 2013 and decided to do what most of us do, get a full-time nine-to-five job at the advertising agency that I was an intern at. Because what else would we do? Is there really any other choice? Yes, there is, <laughs> which we'll get into. But what's funny is that God, the universe, whatever higher power that be, whatever you believe in, had other plans for me because during my time at the advertising agency, I started to feel like something was missing. And maybe you're feeling like that. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast right now, which is why I'm sharing my story. Because I had a great job that I went to school for. I had a great apartment. I was making decent money for just getting out of college. I felt so lucky to even have a job in the first place. I was investing in a 401k. I was able to pay all my bills on time. I was paying off my debt, my student loans, girl, you know. And I still had the luxury luxury of saving some money after that. But every single day I would drive to work, I would ask myself, is this really all that I'm living for? Is this what I'm meant to do with the rest of my life? Because I have the tendency, and if you're listening to this, you're probably like me, to look for the deeper meaning in everything. Because I believe that we're all put on this earth for a reason to use the gifts and talents we've been given to bless the world, to be that bright shining light the rest of the world needs to see, to share our story in hopes of helping others overcome or avoid the situations we've been through. And you see, my eating disorder started when I was at my full-time job. And I truly believe that that happened as a manifestation of showing me that I was so out of alignment with who I really was and who I had the potential to become, most importantly. And it's not like there was anything particularly wrong with my job. Like I said, I liked it. It was a great job. I liked the people I work with, but I knew I was meant for more. So I started personal training and online coaching on the side, and I still never expected it to turn into a full-time gig, to be completely honest. But little did I know again, God had other plans for me, and soon I was working two full-time jobs essentially. So I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would work out. I would train my clients. I would work from nine to five. Then after that, I would go and teach group exercise exercise classes. I would teach boot camps. I would train more clients and then go to bed around 10 o'clock at night. And I did that for about a year. And I finally had a decision to make to stay at my comfortable, safe advertising job where I knew exactly how much money I'd be making every two weeks or take the leap of faith, not knowing how much money I'll make, spend every day working for myself, figuring things out on my own with no boss to sit there and hand me tasks and pretty much just jump full force. And obviously you can see that I have chosen the latter. I chose to do my own damn thing. And to be honest, I would not 
change it because my dreams extend far beyond what I actually do for a living. I love personal training. I love writing. I love podcasting. I love being a coach and nutritionist, all these fitness related things. But what I'm really meant to do is serve a purpose greater than myself. I use all of these different avenues that I just mentioned to help you live your best life through health, through fitness, through relationships. And I knew I could not do that in that typical nine to five job that I was doing. I knew I was meant for more and maybe you are too. One of the questions I get asked the most is how did you know when it was time to leave? Now, outside of the obvious signs like my eating disorder, crying on the way to work, I distinctly remember a time where I had just left my job, my nine to five advertising job, and I was heading to teacher group exercise class and I just called my mom. I had to pull over. I started sobbing and I was calling her from the parking lot. I was like, mom, I can't do this anymore. I just feel so burned town. I'm burning the candlestick at both ends and there's nothing left for me to give. That's when I knew it was kind of time to make a change, but I will never forget the moment that I knew. And I think it's important to tell you this because there is a moment I believe that you just know that it's what you're meant to do. And if you haven't had that feeling yet, what I'm about to explain to you, then maybe it's not time to leave yet. So I was laying in my bed one day and I heard a voice say, just do it. And I was like, what Nike what are you trying to tell me boo like what what is this (laughs) advertising at its best Nike talking to me in my sleep but honestly there have been a few times in my life where I've heard a voice and it's not even so much a voice like a manly voice or something that you can even put into words but it was more like a gut feeling that's stronger than anything I've ever felt in my whole entire life and this is one of them I let it go that night and the voice just kept getting stronger and stronger that was on a Wednesday then on Thursday when I woke up I kept feeling that gut feeling like do it now this is your time this is your time you got to do it you got to do it so that happened on a Wednesday the first day I heard that voice on that Friday I put on my notice and two weeks later come hell or high water I was doing this thing I was jumping ship and there's two different people there are people who are okay with jumping ship, not really having things figured out and knowing that you have to create that safety net to catch you because you have no other option. It's either sink or swim. You're either going to succeed or fail. And then there are the people who do really well with structure and with guidance, with planning, with, okay, I'm going to leave my job six months from now. I need to save up this much money. They say you should save up six months worth of expenses before you jump ship and do things like that. Looking back, hindsight is 20-20. I kind of wish I I would have planned for it more, but it led me to so many amazing things, which we'll get into in this podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is to be completely transparent with you about the ups and the downs. I'm not going to act like it's rainbows and unicorns because yes, it's scary. Yes, I still question it sometimes. I'm like, should I just go back and get one solid job where I can kind of integrate what I'm doing now, but do it in a more stable environment? There are days that I want to give up. There are days that I cry. There are days that I want to throw in the towel and feel like it's the end of the world because it's hard as shit to make things work for yourself, but you're either working for your own dream or you're working for someone else's. And knowing that what I'm doing has the potential to inspire or give hope to one person, whether that is through fitness, through nutrition, through leaving your job, having confidence in yourself, whatever, every single tear shed 
hardship, stress, struggle, wondering how I'm going to make it happen, wondering if I'm going to be able to pay my bills, not knowing how much money is coming every single month. It's all freaking worth it. Because if you're listening to this right now and you feel, if you feel similarly, but you have no idea where to even start, start by getting still and listening to and trusting that little voice or gut feeling, which is your intuition, because it will never, ever steer you wrong. And I know it's just easy to say, oh yeah, Julie, it's great for you. You listen to your intuition. (laughs) Uh, But that's like the biggest thing is knowing, having that feeling and getting still enough to hear the signs from yourself, from your inner knowing of what the next right move is, because you don't need to see the the whole picture. You never will know the whole entire picture because that's life. You just have to take the next right step, you know, to make. So I also want to give you some practical tips though, because I want to be completely real with you. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's all rainbows and butterflies because I know we live in a social media world where you see all these entrepreneurs on Instagram, drinking Mai Tais on the beach, living their dreams, going traveling. It seems like they make a million dollars per year just by making one YouTube video a week. And it sounds so cool and so idealistic and so hell yeah, I want to do that. But I want to let you in behind the scenes, behind the curtain to let you know what really goes on when you decide to work for yourself. So my number one tip is you have to be willing to be resourceful. Here's the God honest truth. You will not make tons of money overnight in most cases when you start a business. So you have to be willing to hustle, not only for yourself, but you have to be humble enough to do any odd jobs to support yourself while you're building your dream. I highly recommend that, especially if you are one of those people that just jumped ship and you don't exactly know what your next step is, it's so important to have some sort of something to support your income. I love a concept that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in Big Magic, where she talks about the fact that she was a waitress, I think, for a few years because she never wanted her creativity to pay the bills. She never wanted to rely on her creativity, which was her writing, to support her because she knew that was putting too much stress on her relationship with writing. So she had multiple different jobs where she was trying to make ends meet. Another one of my business inspirations, which if you're listening to this podcast still, you have to look up Marie Forleo. She is amazing. She talks about this all the time. She was a bartender. She was a dance instructor. She was doing all this stuff while she was getting her life coaching business off the ground. So you have to be willing to be scrappy, be resourceful, be humble enough to accept the fact that it's okay to freaking work at Starbucks part-time if that means that you have the freedom and flexibility in your schedule that you didn't have at your full-time job to make ends meet so that you can support yourself and not be freaking stressed out all the time about money because let me tell you, when you're stressed about money, you cannot be creative. So how can you make ends meet? You can get so creative with this. You can sell things on Facebook Marketplace. Look around your house. I'm sure there are some items that you can sell in order to make some extra cash. Or you can go on Upwork.com and do freelance writing or freelance videography or freelance this and that. There's so many different things you can do. You can work part-time at Starbucks. You can get a part-time job at a gym. You can get a part-time job in your industry so that that you have the flexibility in your schedule so that half the day or half the week you're working on your own business and the other half of the week you're working for somebody else to pay the bills and understanding that that job that you have is just a placeholder and it's a fundraiser for the rest of your life. It's a fundraiser for the things that you really want to do. So that's my first tip. Be willing to be resourceful. You have to be scrappy. You have to be very, very, very disciplined with your time because nobody is there telling you what to do. When you go to a job, they say, 
say, oh, these are the markers of you doing a good job. Or if you're in school, okay, if you get these good grades, then you pass and you move on to the next thing and then you eventually graduate. When you're working for yourself, you set your own schedule. You have to set your own rules and you have to be very strict with your time. This is something that I am still trying to cultivate three years later. It is the hardest thing to do to be your own boss because you can go to Starbucks whenever you want. You can say, oh, I'm going to put this work off and I'm going to do it later. But that's why I'm so obsessed with time management right now, which I'll be talking about in upcoming podcasts, is because you have to be like that in order to make yourself a successful business owner. So that is my first tip. Be willing to be resourceful and scrappy and not rely on your business to pay the bills initially because that time will come. It could take a few months. It could take a few years, but you have to be willing to do what it takes and eat the shit sandwich, which is going and working at a job you might not necessarily want and understanding that that's eventually going to help you branch out and do your own thing full time. And my second point, which is equally important, is to know yourself. Like I said, you have to be very, very disciplined with your time. Time management is a principle that you have to learn. But if you are not already a disciplined person or you don't do well following your own directions and you would rather have someone give you direction, then maybe it's not the best to own your own business. Some people, frankly, aren't meant to work for themselves. And that's totally okay because you can provide great support to a mission or a business that you love. So think about that for a second. So many people think, okay, I need to be an entrepreneur because I have this creative idea, this creative business, but could you take that creative idea and do it under the umbrella of somebody else's business or some other mission that you love? Can you take your talents and support another entrepreneur in their creative endeavors? Because maybe you like that. Maybe you like the structure and the comfort and the stability of having somebody else pay the bills, pay you for what you're doing, as opposed to only relying on yourself and being a one woman show in the beginning. So you have to be scrappy. You have to be disciplined with your time. You have to have that big vision, of course, but you also have to be able to execute daily because it's not enough just to be the big ideas, the big picture kind of person. You have to be the kind of person that will also implement those really annoying, seemingly insignificant tasks to do every day, like sitting down right now and recording a podcast, knowing that that contributes to the bigger vision of what it is that you want to do. And it is important to have a strong support system of people who want to see you succeed and will push you through the tough parts. Because I cannot tell you how many ups and downs have come along my entrepreneurial journey and running a podcast and some months barely making any money, some months not making any money at all and struggling with, should I go back and get a job or should I keep pushing forward or should I just quit this completely? And should I go work for somebody else? And having somebody who's there who kind of gets it or they might not even get it, but they can at least support you either financially or emotionally during the struggle. So that's my second tip to know yourself and understand that it's okay if you don't necessarily want to do your own thing. It's okay to take your talents and contribute it to somebody else's mission and vision and support them in their journey as well, because it's just as valuable to have that and be the support of an entrepreneur or the support of a larger company, because that gives you the financial safety. And if you choose to do it that way, that is totally fine and amazing. But if you are the big vision picture person, but you can also execute and you're disciplined with your time and you know and trust that you are meant to do this on your own, then that is the route you should go to. And last 
is my most important tip that I will probably ever tell you, whether it's related to fitness or business or starting your own company or following your passion or being in a relationship or doing anything. This is literally the culmination of everything that I try to teach you on this podcast. And that is the fact that you have to have unwavering belief in yourself your unique talents and gifts and understand that it is your obligation on this earth to share those talents and gifts with other people. You did not come here on a solo mission, on a solo trip, just to make your life better. The reason that we work to improve ourselves and to make our own lives better is so that we can be the light and we can be that guiding light for somebody else. It's not just about us. It's about who we can impact and whose lives we can improve as a result of following what is in our hearts. And I truly believe with every single fiber of my being that it is our duty and obligation to share those gifts with other people because anything else is selfish, including holding yourself back because you don't think you're good enough, which I've been guilty of myself. That's something I'm trying to work through right now. Telling yourself that you're not good enough to run a business. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. You're not pretty enough. Nobody's going to take you seriously. These are all stories that we create about ourselves that hold us back from making a bigger impact in the world. And the sooner you can shed light on those stories, and bring awareness to them, the sooner it is that you can make the impact that you want to make in this world. So if you're going to do this, you got to do everything with your full fucking ass. No half ass in this. You got to commit to eating the shit sandwich every single day and understanding that when you wake up at 5 a.m. when you don't want to, when you stop making excuses for yourself, when you start saying, I'm worth this, I can do this, I will put in the work every single day, trust that it will eventually pay off because it will. It might take four months. It might take seven months. It might take seven years. It might take 10 years. It doesn't matter how long it takes. As long as you are slowly chipping away and doing one thing every single day to move the needle farther along for your business, for your dreams, for your passion project, for whatever it is, the reason that you know in your heart, the idea, the creation that you know you're meant to bring to life, that will eventually happen if you slowly chip away at it every single day. But you have to be willing to look at yourself. Look at the beliefs and the stories that you've been telling yourself that are holding you back. Do you think that, like, why haven't you started? For example, okay, let's just dive into this right now. Let's do a little coaching, boo. Why haven't you started this passion project yet? What is it that is stopping you? What is it that's holding you back? Is it a belief that you don't think you're good enough, that you don't think people take you seriously, that you think you're too young, that you think you're too old, that you think that you want to be a fitness coach, but you're not in good enough shape yet, that you want to run a brewery, but you don't know enough yet about craft beer, that you want to open up a restaurant, but oh, it might be too hard. All of these things are complete bullshit, okay? Because you know what? When you have a passion and you have a desire to do something meaningful, every single thing in your life is figure outable. You will figure out and you will learn and steps will become apparent to you. You just have to take the next right step because you're never going to have the full picture. You just have to take the next right step and eventually it will all become clear. You'll be able to look back and say, oh my God, when I chose this decision, that led to this and then that decision led to this one and then that and it just keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting better and I promise you, even though it's hard because it is one of the hardest and challenging, most challenging tasks that you will ever take on in your life, but it is so worth it to wake up every single day and 
feel like your soul is on fire. Feel like some days you might not know why or what it's leading to, but you just know deep down in your soul that you're meant for so much more. That is the person I'm talking to in this podcast. If that is you, please, please listen when I say this. You are so worthy. There is no one better equipped to carry on the task or to bring the idea to life than you. You have that idea and it is your job and obligation to this world, to God, to yourself, to whatever you believe in, whatever is going to motivate you, to your family, to your kids, to bring that to life in order to help other people. Because when we share our gifts and talents with the world, we create a ripple effect. You starting whatever it is you're passionate about inspires somebody else to do the same thing, or it helps them because your invention or idea made their life better. So please understand that if you are listening to this, you can do anything that you are envisioning right now. It is only you that is holding yourself back. So if you found this podcast helpful, (laughs) on a lighter note, if you found this podcast helpful, please, please share it with a friend that you know needs to hear this. Maybe it's somebody in your life who keeps saying, I really want to start a business or I have this idea. Share this with them. Hopefully these tips were helpful. Tag me on your Instagram story if you're listening to this at HealthNetJulie or send me a DM and let me know, are you trying to start a passion project? What is it? Let's figure out the first right step for you. I will help you do that. Okay, just send me a DM on Instagram and we will get to it because life is short. You don't know how long you have on this earth. So you better start today, right now, right when you're listening to this podcast. What can you do one minute from now? right when I'm done talking, what can you do to start this business or bring this idea to life? It can be the smallest thing, just one baby step in the right direction and you will eventually have your dream life unfolding before your eyes. I love you so much. Good luck. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.